What's up, everyone? Uh, welcome to UFC Unwrapped. This is Brent Sahadi, your host. Uh, thanks, everyone, for being so interactive on Twitter. My Twitter following has been growing tremendously in the past month, so I appreciate all you guys for that. Uh, happy 4th of July. You know, thanks for taking your guys' time to tune into this podcast. It means a lot to me. Uh, I don't know about everyone else, but I've been going through a lot of things, some stressful situations recently, so I hope everyone's enjoying their 4th of July with some people that actually love them and really care about them as human beings. So spend your time around those kinds of people, and I just really hope everyone's getting that today and hopefully not working or anything like that. Uh, Take some time and be by yourself. So make sure to follow me on Twitter at UFC Unwrapped, and you can find this podcast on the podcast app and uh, very soon on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google Play. So we're working on getting into a lot of different platforms for you guys, but thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, The main way to listen to us right now is through the podcast app on iOS. Um, Also, a YouTube channel is coming still. Thank you. I had some people ask me about that. So I'm going to be in Vegas this weekend for UFC 239. I just randomly decided to get my ticket on Impulse. Looked for a room. It was super expensive. Uh, it's all good, though. I mean, being being from L.A., it's uh, it's not that bad of a drive to get there. I'm I'm not, like, commuting from the other side of the country or world or anything. So it's Vegas is a beautiful place to get away. I love Vegas. A lot of people not a fan of Vegas and I can see why people would feel that way if you have crazy gambling habits I can see why you wouldn't like Vegas I personally love Vegas I love the sports book I love the casino Um, I love the lights I love the energy you can just kind of feel something different in the energy there and everyone's just trying to get away no one really bothers you in Vegas at least I haven't had haven't been bothered there you know everyone's just trying to get away from all the shit they're going through back home so it's just a place I really love going, and I should start going more. I just, on impulse, I wanted to go to 239. I found a ticket, some nosebleeds, pretty cheap. So, um, yeah, we're doing the damn thing. And I want to just get right into the card and break it down. This isn't going to be a super long podcast, but uh, I want to get into some of the main fights on the card because the card is stacked. And, uh, man, it, it's just so exciting to be... In the city of Las Vegas again, I get to see some of my favorite fighters in the world. We have legends on this card. Gilbert Melendez, Diego Sanchez is on this card. Um, I know a lot of people hate on him, but Luke Rockhold is going to be on this card. And I'm a huge fan of Luke from uh, way back. You know, he's been doing his thing for a while now. And right now he's a minus 240 favorite, which uh, is crazy. I've seen a lot of sports a lot of sports betters cap him at 170 at minus 170, but he's going to a minus 240 now. So that takes Jan uh, Blockwakes up to a plus 200, which is really really good value on Jan. But this this card is just full of big names. This is going to be, um, I think, the second time I'm seeing Nunez fight, and uh, you know Ben Askren's on this card. I get to see Jones fight again. I've seen him a couple times. I was at the Jones DC two card i was at the jones gustafson rematch i'm really excited to see ben though i don't know something about his energy i'm excited to see jorge masvidal i think he's gonna put in some work so let's start from the gilbert melendez versus arnold allen uh 
Gilbert's at a plus 260. Arnold Allen's at minus 335. So what that means, again, I'm not going to do this on, on every fight, but if you want to do the math, so Gil being a plus 260 means he's the underdog. If there's a plus sign, he's the underdog. And then plus 260 means you bet 10 bucks and you profit 26. You get your 10 back, you profit 26. Arnold Allen being a minus 335 means that you have to bet three what is it? $33.50 to profit 10. So your 33.50 becomes 43.50 and a minus sign makes you the favorite in the fight to win. Uh you know some notes on Gilbert. I mean, he hasn't won since 2013. You know, like 6 going on 7 years without a win, but he has fought top tier competition. That's that's been his thing since 2011. Every person he fought super top tier um and he does have a win over jorge masvidal too which kind of goes uh under the radar but that's because it, it was a while ago but overall you know he's one in six right now in his last six and he's 37 years old he's going up against a young guy 25 year old arnold allen who's 14 and one uh but you know they have their differences like arnold's not extremely active either he doesn't fight much and he hasn't fought nearly the same level of competition but based off of going on age and i know you shouldn't go by record but i mean 14 and 1 he's a consistent guy he has consistent striking his ground game is okay um he can kind of hold his own on the ground i don't see gilbert really trying to take this to the ground but if Arnold starts piecing him up, uh, I think we'll see Gil going for the takedown, trying to put Arnold on his back. I just don't see Gil being able to, unless he goes back to his vintage roots. I mean, he used to be a killer. He used to be a killer. He used, I mean, you guys have seen his fights, Diego Sanchez. Like, The thing is, the volume's not the same. The energy's not the same. The chin's not the same. Cardio, obviously, not the same. It's tough because Arnold's not on the caliber of Gill, but you're taking like you know, the the old lion to the young to the young wolf. So I just gotta go by Arnold by decision on this one. I think just and just off sheer volume, but I think Gill's gonna have success. He's gonna have success. He's gonna land shots. If he wants to take that, he might get it. Um, this isn't gonna be a lopsided fight. It's not. But I think. Allen is just going to look fresher over three rounds and edge a decision out. So uh, that's my choice right there. But my heart wants Gil so bad to make a statement. I just don't see him doing it, unfortunately. Minus 335, Arnold Allen by decision is... Uh, I think I think if you, if you bet on him by decision, you'd get better odds than 335. But that's just a straight bet on 335, so... That's my pick for that fight, but super excited about it. Also, shout out Gilbert Melendez. Uh, showed me some love on Twitter, man. Sorry I have to choose against you. I I love you, but uh, when it comes down to business, I got to go with my real predictions here. And I, I just, my heart says Arnold, man. I'm sorry. It's your time to hang it up. I love you. Diego Sanchez versus Michael Chiesa is the next fight. Uh, super underrated fight. This fight has every capability to be fight of the night. Um, and I'm not saying that just because Diego Sanchez. I think these guys' styles work really well off each other. Michael Chiesa has never KO'd anyone, never TKO'd anyone. But he does his thing on the ground. He has a lot of submission wins. He can take the fight to decision by being consistent. 
uh, Diego Sanchez never been submitted ever, and his ground game is ridiculous. But we have seen over time that his volume isn't the same, his speed isn't the same, kind of the same wear and tear that we're seeing on Gilbert Melendez. I am rooting for both Diego Sanchez and Gilbert Melendez. I really am. But from a betting standpoint, um, we're going to talk about this right now. So, you know, Diego is Diego. Uh, he wins one, he loses one. He wins two, he loses two. He gets KO'd and then he KO's someone. So if his chin can last him, he can take it to the ground and submit Chiesa. Or he can at least hold his own on the ground. But uh, considering Diego has never been submitted, I don't see Chiesa being the guy to do it. Mickey Gall couldn't do it either. Um, I gotta go by by Diego by decision, honestly. I think he's gonna... The ground, the ground game is going to be a huge factor. So I got Sanchez by a decision, but I can see also maybe like a late second round submission too, if he can wear down Chiesa enough by that point. Uh, again, I don't see Chiesa getting the KO over Diego. These matchmakers, man, they're doing their thing. Like this is a competitive card. All these fights are super close. Like even the next one, I have no idea. Jan Blockowicz plus 200 now versus Luke Rockhold at minus 240. So, uh, you know, physically, Jan and Luke are virtually identical. Um, you know, Jan lost his last fight to Santos by KO, but he was looking really good up until the point where he got KO'd. It was once he decided to bull rush Santos is when the counter striking from Santos, which we usually don't see that often, but he did connect. Um, that's where we saw... Jan go down and Jan's history I mean he can he can knock you out but he usually submits guys or take him takes him to a decision he doesn't have many KOs and Luke who's uh, what am I saying man debuting sorry it's 4th of July you know I've had a drink or two it's all good I'm doing my thing so Luke light heavyweight might work for might work for you um I really hope it does I like Luke, as I said earlier in the podcast. I don't want to see him get knocked out like everyone else does. Um, his cockiness, I mean, people hate on cockiness. Like, It's just personality, man. There's worse guys in the UFC than Luke, promise you. Colby Covington, for, for example. So, You know, Luke, he's only fought top-tier competition at middleweight. Uh, he only lost to Yoel and Bisping recently. Both, I mean, you know, Bisping's not not like a write-off either. And I was at that fight. And it sucks because Luke really just went into the fight super cocky, super cocky. And he got KO'd. He didn't see it coming. He left his right hand down. He had his chin up. He got, he got hit. It happens. Yoel, that fight wasn't a fluke. I mean, you're, it's Yoel Romero, one of the best fighters in the world. So people being like, he's Luke's chinny, Luke's wearing down he's not good like man you guys got to put some respect on his name seriously he he does his thing and i think he's going to do his thing on saturday too uh he's not very active though he really only fights like once a year which kind of is nerve-wracking for me especially coming off a of ko but you know he, he has phenomenal ground game i think he's going to play a safe fight for the most part, I don't think Jan will knock him out. I can see Luke getting a decision here, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way. I could see Jan getting a decision, but um, my heart says Luke will edge the decision out, and it's not going to be a great fight. It's not. 
The next fight is Jorge Masvidal opening at plus 185. Uh, ben Askren's a minus 225. So people are sleeping on Gamebred, man. Sleeping on him. I mean, he in the last 10 years, he's only lost decisions. And most of them were split decisions. That's insane. You know, he hasn't lost by submission in over 10 years. And all of his competition is super high level. He's not fighting any cans. He's not a can crasher. He's not fighting any bums. Askren, I mean, tough guy. He's 19-0, but he arguably lost his UFC debut, depending who the ref was. He really, I mean, a lot of refs would have stopped that fight as Robbie was pounding him. So he arguably lost that fight. He did come back, though, and win miraculously. And um, there's a lot of controversy over that stoppage. Look, Lawler was out. He was out. That arm fell like an arm doesn't fall like that. He was out, plain and simple. And I think what happened was when Herb started walking up to Ben, Ben kind of loosened his grip a little bit, and that was just enough to let some blood flow back into the brain of Lawler. And then we saw a revival, and he just gets up like as if nothing happened. But for a couple seconds, Lawler was out. I liked that stoppage. I think Askren should be able to get him down on the ground, on his back, every round. I mean, even Maya had Jorge's back, and Maya's a jiu-jitsu guy. Jiu-jitsu guys don't usually take you down. That's usually the wrestler. Jiu-jitsu guys are just good at gaining position. So, um, Askren's going to have no problem getting the takedown. It's just, can he survive whatever storm Jorge's going to put on? Uh, I got Askren by decision. I think every round he's going to get him to the ground. He's going to put him on his back. It's not going to be an entertaining fight, in my opinion. Askren by a pretty boring decision, but he does get the win. Minus 225. And then we have Amanda Nunes versus Holly Holm. Amanda is a minus 380 and Holm is a plus 310. The odds make sense. I'm not really that mad at these odds. Amanda shocks me every fight and honestly i'm never betting against nunez ever again um some history for you guys about me back a couple years ago i used to be much more involved in the sports betting world and i had a i had a 15 team parlay so i had there was 15 fights on international fight week two years ago 2017 it was and it had to have been 2017 right yeah it was uh, that was when Misha lost her title to Nunez. And there was a Invicta card that weekend and a Bellator card. So I chose, I think, five fights from each card. And I put them on a parlay over the course of three days. And I won 14 in a row. 14 in a row. And I lost the 15th one. I had my money on Misha Tate. She was, a hu- she was my biggest favorite. She was my biggest favorite. Um, I'm not going to talk about how much I should have won or else you guys will hear me cry for the first time. And I'm not interested in having that kind of exposure with you guys right now. But yeah, 14 in a row and then I lost. And I held this weird grudge against both Amanda Nunez and Misha Tate. I kind of hated them both. And I didn't want to ever hear their names again. I didn't want to look at pictures of them. I didn't want to talk about them. And then I went to... I went to a UFC event 
and I saw Cyborg get knocked out by Amanda Nunes and my seat for this card. So, I mean, this was uh, the rematch Gus versus Jones. So Jones pisses hot for the metabolite for whatever it was, Ball or something. Uh, Vegas is like, we're not going to let you fight. And because the athletic commission is different state to state, California was like, hold my beer, John Jones, let's get your ass over here. So I got my ticket for like 50% off. I got a super close seat right by the walk-ins. And I was right there watching Nunez come out of the tunnel. And she had her beanie on and her headphones on. And I just looked at her. I was like, there's she's, there's no way she loses. I felt this energy come off of Nunez that I've never felt come off any fighter ever. And I, I saw a lot of walk-ins, a lot of walkouts that day. And it was just this type of energy that literally punched me in the face. I felt it on Nunez and I knew she was going to win that fight. And I looked at everyone around me and I said, Nunez is going to knock her out in the first round. There was this glow, this just glow on her. So for that reason, I'll never bet against her again. She went and did her thing against Cyborg and I just stood up and I forgave her. That was the day I forgave Amanda Nunez and I said, you're the greatest of all fucking time. Um, you know, Nunez is 10 in her last 11. She has wins over Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey, Cyborg, Valentina Shevchenko. She is the female GOAT, if not the GOAT in general. Um, Holm is two in her last six, but she did very decent against Cyborg and Drain Durandamy. Uh, she did really, really well against both of them. She did lose the decisions, but I think she did well. I actually had her winning the GDR fight. So with that being said, I'll ne I'll personally never bet against Nunez. And my advice is for you to not bet against Nunez, but for home to be plus 310. So for every 10 bucks you put on her, you profit $31. Not a bad bet. I can see, you know, Holly getting on her bike and uh, just kind of out cardioing Nunez, counter striking her and winning a interesting decision. So that is actually decent value right there, home by decision. I don't know what the exact odds on that prop are, but a straight bet is plus 310. And then uh, the final fight, we have John Jones versus Tiago Santos. Jones is a minus 700 and Santos is a, pl a plus 500. So I don't even know what there is to break down around this fight. I got Jones all day. If DC couldn't beat Jones, Gus couldn't beat Jones. Santos isn't beating Jones. Everyone wants to doubt Jones and think this is the fight where he gets caught. This is the fight where this is going to happen to him. No. We're, we're talking about the Muhammad Ali of our generation here. And I think people don't want to give him that respect. Jones is not losing this fight. Jones is going to do whatever he can. He doesn't even... I feel like this is going to be a walk in the park for him. I think what we're going to see in this fight is Jones just showcasing all the tools that he has we're gonna see a lot of interesting stuff from jones here it's not gonna be a, a boring display jones is gonna show us what he's made of in this fight it's gonna be super impressive he's gonna put away santos in devastating fashion again anything can happen in a fight but i just if no if no one ever has beaten jones i don't see santos being the it factor guy i just don't i'm sorry you know, even Jan was doing his thing against Santos in their last fight before Santos caught him. So, uh, Jones, clear decision. Clear dis I mean, he could take it to decision. 
if he wants to be cool, but I think we're going to see Jones put away Santos in the fourth round. I think he's going to show us a lot of unique stuff we haven't seen for four rounds, for 20 minutes, and then he's going to put him away. Maybe late third round, early fourth round. Damn, so I'm going to be in Vegas this weekend. Um, I'm super excited. I'm going to be on Twitter posting a lot of pictures, a lot of videos. You guys are going to get the firsthand experience just like I am. I'm going to try to be at the press conference and the weigh-ins. So I'll show you guys uh, my whole experience there. And for everyone who interacts with me on Twitter, make sure to bet on the polls or not bet, but, you know, vote on the polls and give me your predictions because the fight prediction contest billboard does continue. And I'm going to I'm going to put out the new billboard later this week of whoever has the top picks. So make your predictions Uh, if they're right. DM them to me so I can keep better track of all your guys's picks. I hope everyone has a safe and sound 4th of July and weekend. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at UFC Unwrapped and make sure to listen to my podcast on the podcast app or you can find the link on Twitter. I'm going to put this episode up uh, within the hour. So take care, guys. I love you guys. Um, I'm excited to do a recap on this card, tell you guys about my Vegas experience. So uh, yeah, man, love you guys. Be safe. Peace.